All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, presented by SumoJerky.com. I'm Mark Michaud, joined alongside Wanye, Bag Milk, and we think the Squire is going to show up eventually. Boy, or maybe he's just enjoying some Sumo Jerky. Delicious, probably. It's a taste sensation. If he comes in here like Kramer, sporting Sumo Jerky. Oh, yes. Or yelling like, now we can start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we started already. Wanye did that to us back in the day we had the KGB room. You yeah. did swing open the door like Kramer mm, one day. Did I? It was oh, quite surprising. Sounds... I missed the KGB room. You think it's still there? I think so. I don't they haven't know. redone I haven't... it in the last 10 days. <laughs> I don't mean to tell me, but I have not thought about that building once in the last really? three weeks. Not once, no. Oh my God, no. guys, you're so nice. And you you, like, you reveal the steely interior yeah. at some point. Here it's like, I don't have any friends before 1996. They're all <laughs> dead to me. Uh, okay, man. I can you pick the random year 1996. Um, I think you were three. Six, uh, seven, actually. <laughs> close. That's mad. Close. Very close. You know, what I, you know what I was not alive for? The 1985 Edmonton Oilers. Oh, really? That's strange. Cup. We're all living it in 24-hour uh, news cycle. We're all living probably. it twice a year for the last three years. So were you guys at the team of the, what were they calling it? Team of the Millennium? Team, team of the, the Century. The, team of the Century. Weren't yeah. you guys at the Team of the Century event? Uh, no. I was not. No. So for those who don't know, NHL.com had a vote. Who was the greatest team in NHL history? Yes. And the 84-85 Oilers won. That was their second Stanley Cup. Now, mm. I think it's cool to see the legends come back, but... 
just off the top of my head, in the last three years, we've had Glenn Sather Night, Farewell Rexall Place, Oilers 84, the opening of Rogers Place. Am I missing a ceremony where they brought everyone back, or did I name all of them in the last two or three years? I, I think you got those, but would you drop any of them? Would you be like, you know what? We're not going to close down well, Rexall. We're this, just going to leave. And I get this one's different. <laughs> Peace. I, I get this one's different because of this was a fan vote. This wasn't the Oilers saying, hey, let's celebrate this 84-85. I just, I respect what happened with the dynasty. Five and seven years is outstanding. Probably never be done in the NHL again, but I think I've seen enough of these. Getting really? The, getting the gang back together. I get, it's cool to see Messi with the cup and an Oilers. I get that. But we've seen it, again, a lot in the last three I forgot three the years. Heritage game in Winnipeg. That's another one, too, where they got the game, mm. the gang back together. So, I don't know. Where do you guys... Are you guys 80'd out? Do you, are you bringing them back every game? Like, how do you guys feel about this? I feel like I'm Debbie Downer on this situation. I've, I've just seen enough of it. I think I'm in a worse spot in the sense that I just don't care anymore. Yeah. That's... Uh, the Oilers, I want them to win now. It was nice that they won 30... What's the math on this measure? 33 years ago. Yeah. But... What are they doing for me right now? They're wasting the last year of Connor McDavid's ELC, and that is a big problem for me. And as much as I love Wayne, I'll watch Wayne all day. I'll watch Wayne every day if they will let me. I don't need to see all the boys paraded out around again, and they're like, hey, come check out, you know, Patty Hughes, former guest of the North by North Grez podcast. God bless him. Last Oiler to score five goals in a game, he would have got someone a million dollars, Patty Hughes. God Usually bless him. Leave the trivia to me, but Bagwell's yeah, coming, coming in, in here with, I love it. Fire. Thank you. I love it. It's just fix the team now. I get why they did it, but it was a fan vote on NHL.com. Yeah. Like we run polls on the Weathers Nation daily, and not once have we had a celebration at the arena. Not once. No. Well, what's no. next? Big plans? No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Just to roll this out. The nineteen eighty four team's coming back next Thursday. The problem is, in my mind, that it's gotten to the point where I saw a photo of Gretzky and Messier holding the cup and thought, ugh. <laughs> and, like, that's the worst, right? And now yeah. we're not old, right? No. We're young-ish. Well, yeah, we're young on the, on the global scale. Relatively. <clears throat> we're not a baby, but we are young mm. as adults go. And we don't understand fondly remembering better days, right? Yes. Now, when you are voted the greatest team of all time, that should be exciting. But when it's, like, another... Uh, domino to fall and the constant you know remembering of better days Oilers fans aren't mad that they had the number one team of all time as voted by NHL.com what they're mad about is the same people that were voted as part of that team are the people who are running the team and you could make a very constructive argument that they're equally bad at management as they were good on the ice which says something probably right I'm sure you guys saw that tweet that went around this week I apologize I don't remember who sent it out first but they tweeted out a picture of the scouts that were in attendance at a Canadian yeah, game yeah, yeah. and was it Keith Gretzky and, and Paul, Paul and Paul Messier yeah. it's a mixture it's a perfect <laughs> storm of people being pissed off right now well it's not a perfect storm I think what it is is a growing storm right and I think that the Oilers have a problem and I don't want to sound like that guy. I listened. Well, I didn't listen, but I listened to someone tell me about listening to the podcast. They're like, damn, you're really mad at the Oilers right now. Like, I'm not, right? I don't think that the people who work for the team are the Oilers. Yeah, I don't think the players different, yeah. on the ice are the Oilers, right? Any more than, like, you know, somebody does a cover of a song you don't like. It doesn't mean you don't like the original song. 
But I do think that like rolling these guys out over and over and over and giving themselves thunderous applause every time is really starting to piss off younger fans. And guess what? In 20 years, the people who had nothing going on during the decade of darkness, the people you're going to be calling on to be spending the big money with the team. And I think the chasm between the fans and the team of that demo is getting wider and wider and wider as every day goes by. When you see things like the the Rangers, I know we yep. want to talk about being like, oh, we're probably screwed, but we're actually in the playoff run. Or Oilers fans could only dream of that accountability. When you close your eyes and think about the Oilers, what is the face that you think of? The Ryan Squire. Smith. Is it the Squire? Is that who you think of? Is that our late arrival? Hey, hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. And he was good. Uh, who do I think of when I think of the Oilers? I think of Wayne Gretzky. I think yep. of Messi. I think of all those boys. But I don't think about them coming back here to tell us another thing or two about winning in 2018. You know, the modern day Oilers are Smitty, yep. Nuggie Waite, Cujo, Connor. Right. I think your point earlier, Beg, like that's what's really annoying is that like while you're continuing to pat yourselves on the back for something that happened 34 years ago, your new superstar is probably like photoshopping his head onto other jerseys at night being like, oh, I wonder what I would look like as a member of the Minnesota Wild. Bag milk, when you close your eyes and think about the Oilers, it's, what it, is it? It's all Connor. Yeah. There is a district in our city built around Connor McDavid, and it's like they are wasting a very finite resource. Well, concrete doesn't age quickly. Oh, I understand. It's an analogy. And they're wasting his career right now. And that's what's annoying me. So it's nice that all the boys came back and they all, you know, they all went out and hit the gas pump last night. Shout out to the Burger Baron. Yeah. Um, Did you say something about that? Oh, he loves the no, gas pump. Oh, no, I know that. I just mentioned it last <laughs> night. It was legendary. My father used to go there all the time, not knowing what it was. Um, now knowing what it was, oh my God, now I know what my dad was up to. <laughs> for anyone who's been there, it's very interesting. Well, not and still, is, is it? And that is a place where one, oh, I think it's still around. That's it's still around. One goes to yeah. be hunted. Really? Yes. So the squire's dad was hunted. Like Hunger Games. He is a self-proclaimed silver fox. <laughs> at a very young age of 73. <laughs> now that the squire's here, we'll take a quick time out. You're listening to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by sumojerky.com. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group. Join the family. Gas pump. Is this working? Hello, no, hello. No, it's working. All Welcome right. back Welcome. to the Real Life Podcast. Shout out to Japa Machinery and SumoJerky.com. And according to the Squire, shout out to the gas pump. Yeah. I've never been to the gas pump. I used to live near the gas pump, but I've never actually been. I used to live in the gas pump. In the gas? You were just there As all the a time? As child, yes. Yeah? I lived just in the always there? I, I lived one block away from it, and uh, my dad went there a bunch in his single days. Uh, and I thought he was just meeting up with his buddies, uh, shooting the shit. Uh, but... You know, having been there, I realized he was uh, going there to be stalked by the ladies. Well, that's like when uh, I read an interview with Miley Cyrus and she said, my dad would sure go to the studio a lot. Didn't know what he was doing as a kid. And now she realized he was just smoking pot in the studio. So the things you learn. Billy Ray Cyrus smokes dope. You've seen his daughter? But they got the Christian thing. Yeah, but allegedly. The Christian weed thing. That's Whatever. What about her brother, though, uh, Chase Cyrus? Oh, Chase smokes the dope. Oh, yeah, he's oh, covered head to toe there, in tats. There's he, another Cyrus? Oh, there's yeah, many Cyri. Yeah, Cyri. There's another girl, too, isn't there? There's a younger yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I would argue, I would put Chase Cyrus up against Chet Hayes, Tom Hanks' bad oh, kid. Oh, bang, bang. Tom Hanks the, has another kid? You don't know about Chet Hayes? He's no, a, I know he's about a rapper. Oh, well, rapper. I mean. He's so bad, he doesn't even get Hanks' the last name. <laughs> no, no. And that and, name is gold, is a gold standard. And Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks are the nicest people in the world. They're just like, oh, yes, we have another son. And then they blink, and then the conversation changes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hayes is a bad, bad boy. Didn't he, like, beat someone up in, like, a Hotel 6 or something? Something like that. Yeah. Is that, like, Bill Clinton's, like, degenerate brother that no one talks about either? We could do a show Bill? just on siblings. Bill has a, no. Bill Bill's has a brother. Yeah. Jeff Noah's William Jefferson. Either way, there's a bad Clinton as well. Well, did you hear about Mariah Carey's sister? Said Mariah like, Carey has recently? a sister. Mariah Carey has a sister who's like sadly like crazy and oh, okay. has on drugs and all sorts of shit. But she said that her and Mariah growing up, her mom was in like a satanic cult, and they used to bring her and Mariah to it. Cool. And then all these celebrity blogs are like maybe that's why Mimi always wears like pink dolphins made out of Swarovski crystals now and stuff. Well, well to hit that octave that Mariah Carey. Yeah can hit you must do a deal with the devil because that is like one in a True. trillion True. so True. i would imagine so uh shout this, out to celebrity siblings that yeah. have gone awry <laughs> that is a segment recurring now yeah. in real life podcast. real life man squire were you at the team of the century event over the weekend i was not i was offered tickets to go and i was just had zero interest in going okay. Isn't um, that sad like that that's we what don't i'm saying want to go to the greatest team of all time being celebrated like Trust me, I love Gretzky, but I'm, I was too young for that for that era, so I didn't have the impact. So sure, there's a generation of Oilers fans that like that, but it it, it I, I want to respect the past, but like I just like we keep recycling and celebrating the past because we're trying to find the silver lining in this era of darkness that we've been, and it's just infuriating to me. Like it's amazing they got voted the best team in the world it's and cool like it is a cool thing. like that is that is it ever and, and that is like so cool but like and at the same time, time to like have one last party maybe that's it yeah i get yeah i get it but like it was on a sunday like just the programming even around it was just like horrendous like i had like i said free tickets to go see wayne gretzky the greatest hockey player all time and the moose who's one of my favorite like the, 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 the meanest GM of the oilers exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> and yeah i just i couldn't even work up like i barely have the the mojo to go watch the game tonight let alone a, a celebration of the past that has nothing to do with me Wanya asked me earlier and I think it's a good question I'll ask you the Oilers have done this a lot in the last three years from Sather Night to Oilers 84 to Farrell or Exile Place there's another oh, one right. name in Winnipeg yeah the, there's, there's been a lot of gathering if you could take back one of those which one would you and we'll go around the horn I'll start with this. if you could take oh. back one of those See, that was super funny I was like what do you want to do Maj not shut down the old arena <laughs> <laughs> we laughed and laughed like, when you were driving the one I think I would be honest, if I could take back now would probably be Oilers 84 the 30 years from the first cup knowing that what was going to happen after and eh, maybe we don't need to do that one yeah, I have to agree because basically I just did it again last night. Yep. So yeah, knowing what we know, absolutely. If I had, if that was removed and had to take it one step further, I would probably say and just I, I'm sorry for saying it, the slats night only because oh. I, I, he deserves the yeah. respect. But it was the it was the the 13 minute journey from the rafters mm, that he walked down, oh, yeah. walked down, made his way to the ice. Like it was just it was done wrong. But was, to be fair, the most embarrassed person by all that was Slack. Oh, I know. I felt bad for him. I like, felt like, bad for him. Yeah, he just it was just the weirdest relay that in in it's, mo- yeah, can you think of a more awkward moment where they're honoring an oiler. I can. That's number two. 
Number two. Yeah, there was a better one I can think of where you were just like, who cooked this plan up? <laughs> oh. Remember trying. when they brought Gretzky out to retire in the back of the Ford? Ah, yeah. Oh. And he just drove around the ice in the Ford? You're oh. like, why is he in a Ford? And, well, and talking about him driving the back of the Ford, the uh, Olympics. Vancouver Olympics yeah, opening, that was, oh, he had man. to drive like 17 kilometers in pissing rain. rain. Like, yeah. don't do that to Gretz. <laughs> he deserves blood better than that. Yeah, no. I that, was, that was horrific. One, if you could take back one event, say their night. No, I think say they're. I eight, mean, I would do them four? differently. Yeah, I would. I think that if they're winning, people don't care. I wouldn't That's cancel true. any of those nights because I think it's really important. Say they're, Glenn say there is the Oilers, right? Without Glenn say the Oilers look drastically different. Oh, every, for sure. every this this office looks drastically different yeah. without Glenn say. No, for sure, honest. and like everything does. That's the thing that we have to keep in mind, right? Is that we're we're younger people who uh, we're not remembering our era. We're not looking at Mike Krushelinski being like, damn, now he looks like that. I remember seeing him with the gas pump, right? Like, we have nothing to do with these folks. My issue that I have, as I was saying earlier before while you were driving, was that, like, the foundation of this franchise is turning to sand because young people are just tuning the f*** out and they just keep clapping about things that happened 30 years ago. They don't even know what they're... It's like social studies. They're just learning about a subject that doesn't apply to them. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good call. Bag milk? If you could take back one? These team celebrations are just annoying to me. The, like that one that happened on Sunday specifically is annoying because it was a poll on NHL.com that doesn't mean anything about anything. Who cares what a bunch of jabronis at NHL.com just voted? Just a damn second. All four of us make our living off the same jabronis that went to <laughs> NHL.com and voted. Let's well, that's what I'm saying. saying the internet votes don't matter. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're getting a celebration for a poll they ran on NHL.com, I want a celebration for polls that we run at OilersNation.com because they are just as valid. Start hanging some banners around, uh, around Maybe BGHQ. we will. We should start hanging banners. What's going to be the next celebration the Oilers have? Well, is the 87 Cup or whatever? The oh, Coming up, coming up 30 years, the first time they won back to... No, the second time they won back to back Stanley So Cups. you know that one's going to get there. Uh, when they hire Curry as an associate GM to uh. the GM. Uh, when they hire Glenn Anderson as the, <laughs> you know, the concession aficionado. And they've got the uh, the Glenn Anderson elbow burger or whatever the hell it's going to be called. An elbow burger. Delicious. Yeah, like take the 10. mustache poutine or something. Yeah. Do you think there's another team of the decade, team of the last 50 years? Is it another jersey or time we're talking next? Yeah. Every one of these events, they've said this is the last time this group will be together, and then we've. They seen do it say that yeah. it's like a yeah. like an Eagles finale. <laughs> they keep dragging us back. Oh yeah. my god! Exactly. It's 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 uh, the Eagles going around coming out of retirement and coming just like Jay Z yeah, going in retirement exactly. coming out coming back. Exactly. It's like Michael thing. Jordan when he winkety wink had to go play baseball. Yeah. Wink wink. I got something in my eye by the way. I'm <laughs> yeah. winking somewhere. Yeah. I see what you did there. Is mm-hmm. there going to be a party in twenty years to talk about the time the Oilers led in the first shot ten times? Is there a banner going to be raised? That, right beside be. the Garth Brooks banner, like that is just as epic of a yeah. of a performance as Garth Brooks. Nine sold out shows. Yeah. <laughs> Ten goals on the first. And shot. counting. And counting. Yeah. Ten and counting. We got a game against the Florida Panthers tonight. It could be eleven. Yes, I've never seen a team in any sport consistently get off to just awful starts. Again, it's not just a Talbot thing. It's not just a Montoya thing. I don't know what is going on. Squire, do you have an answer for this? Like, how can you even provide an opinion to this on the fact that, like, what a shit show? Like, it's just the most deflating thing I'm, as a fan, and I'm sure the players is just crushing. There's, there's I, I can't even, you can't even piece together any kind of excuse for this. The game is, I don't want to say it's over before it starts, but you're digging out of a hole two minutes into a game, and I just don't get it and the, the thing is they, the the team that actually digs like they have they, they bind together like the last this, this California road swing yeah. same thing happened basically it was, it was a cookie cutter 
road trip where the same thing happened every game. They would claw back, get the momentum, and then just they'd run out of steam because you know try to climb that two goal deficit of a mountain is so taxing that it's and you can't be doing it night in and night out. Yeah, when it's almost twenty percent of the games and you're down by a goal before the game is on almost five minutes old it's you can't win that way yeah. and it's wild it's one of, one of those situations where you look at it and you say oh wow okay so not everything can be quantified by numbers because you know that's in their head you know when the puck drops at 705 or whatever tonight they're just be like oh jesus f- somebody please stop the first shot mm-hmm. my god this can't happen again and then when they stop the first shot it's kind of like yeah all right we did it and then you know they still have to clear that next hurdle where it's making it to the five minute mark and the 10 minute mark mm-hmm. Just score first, boys, and then you'll be fine. Wouldn't it be great if they scored on the first shot when one game? Oh. 20% of games, the Oilers scored their first yeah, shot. Can you game? imagine if that was We'd oh, be raising geez. banners. <laughs> exactly. It'd be a banner beside Garth Brooks. Is, is that stat kind of the perfect picture of how the way the season's well, and gone? And the ro- penalty kill on the road. Yeah, yeah. it's We're historically in back. 100 years of the NHL or whatever the hell. And the power play at home. Like, it's there's like key metrics to success where we're just failing at and we've invented a new metric the first shot goal scoring true. percentage where against us it's very high well and even to get the last game it was the guy's first goal in the nhl too that's another stat the other league nice. is oh yeah he ended up scoring sure. twice and he's actually really nice in the interview i was like mm, i don't hate this guy and there's going to be a lot of chat obviously with the trade deadline coming up should we get into some crazy trade trade speculation here what where did these leon dry rumors come from and why are they even a thing that started on saturday night uh, the Hockey Night in Canada panel right after the game ended Nick Kiprios floated the idea of why don't the Oilers move Leon Dreisaitl to- was, it, was that on after hours? Uh, no, it was the post game it wasn't okay. after hours yeah but just they before did the, yeah. so the, he says well Nuge stepped up to the plate this year he's doing his job why don't they move Dreisaitl to get a massive return back and save some cap dollars to his credit Elliot Friedman says are you crazy it's not going to happen but but he did say you still have to look at it. Of course. And today, like, I was I was cruising Twitter before we started recording, and then today's rumor du jour is that Clefbaum is on the block. You mean a young defenseman with a good cap hit for the next few years? Yeah. And maroon to T-Bay, I saw. Yeah. Well, well at least with that his one coach as old uh, college or high school coach or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. John at least Cooper. the maroon one makes sense in the sense that he's a UFA at the end of the season. We can get him back if we yeah. really want him. Yep. Could be. Clefbaum doesn't make any sense to me. No, no it does not. doesn't make any Unless it's lumped into something so crazy uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> like the following trade. I'm about like to the propose. following trade. Uh, but like, you know, like, you know, there's not, it's not speculation. It's just office banter about getting Carlson to Edmonton. Oh, that's a rumor I'm starting, which well, I heard is totally happening. Well, we chatted about that we months did. ago on the podcast. And and I said something about Eugene Meldick. You're like, what? There's no way that owner's that crazy. No, no, no. I said that they were going to trade yeah, him. You did I was on the one who said that their financials <laughs> are such that... Just making sure you're paying Hell yeah. No, that's I'm a, not. But, but you... <laughs> remember what I said that time. No, no, because I think that there's a once-in-a-generation problem with Ottawa right now in the sense that the building is empty. They've got this guy who said he's not signing for any sort of hometown discount. Like, that's a very rare set of circumstances where Carlson could be shaken loose in the tree. Like, could you do like, and this is just whatever, like, like you, you have to give well, this them. This doesn't count. If this you doesn't count. It. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't for the record. This isn't, uh, but uh, like, yeah, they, they need a dumb salary and you have to give them roster players in return essentially. And some maybe very high picks for, for a guy like Carlson, but maybe there's a package deal where you do. And I'm not saying I'd want to do this, but if you are putting Clef bomb up, maybe you put dry settle in, you go Hoffman and Carlson. 
We take on way I more salary. He means Dustin Hoffman, and the answer is no. He was a good actor twenty years ago, much like the '84 Oilers. <laughs> yeah, Time no, Mike Hoffman's it. kind of the the type of winger that we need. Uh, and you know, there's been talk and whatever. We always try to link, uh, you know, especially as Oilers fans, try to link ourselves to anyone who's available and assume that they could be ours. But so uh, you're, you're could thinking Hoffman and Carlson for Clefbaum and Dreisaitl? There's probably got to be picks in there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, probably. But th- that's kind of where you're starting. But like, the if, if, if they're looking to downgrade in salary and still have like good players, like if they're getting really top end offense with Dreisaitl and a center, which you know, centers, you know, you've got to really hold on to. So you've got to be getting something like Carlson in return. And Hoffman's a, an awesome winger, and we need, what is it, a 97 shooter? Is this the, the ah, lingo? Yes. Shout out to low tide. Do you remember it, when the Oilers didn't need wingers? Remember they had a plethora yeah, of Yeah, we had all yeah. the wingers and no centers. <laughs> and now it's just, it's, it's, if it's not one thing, it's the other. Maybe it's something like that. Now, I'm not saying we have to do that or we should do that, but once again, you have to listen to it. You have to See, think about it. And I appreciate your optimism in the sense that I assume with Peter Shirelli making that trade, it would be like Leon Dreisaitl and you get... Cody Cece? Yeah, or like Straight Cal up. Clutterbuck. The erratic bonk? Yeah, like Cal Clutterbuck comes back and he's like half dead missing a leg or something. Alexi yeah. Ashen, his bought-out contract. Are we going to see a blockbuster before the deadline? And by blockbuster, I mean them trade away a player who is jersey is prominent in the stands. Probably not. Isaiah I, I at the draft, I, yes. Yeah, I think you're going to see just like the guys who can go as rentals, the Latestus, the big rigs uh, going. And I don't, yeah, I just, and I'm then gonna, trying to get some picks. I'm going to be sad when Latestu gets traded, you know? I've got a signed Latestu jersey. I'm all in on this motherfucker. Like, I'm going to be terrible, <laughs> terribly sad to see him go. You mentioned how the rental players are going to be, how the Oilers could even re-sign Maroon. Do you think they even look at a guy like Mark Latestu? I think Mark Latestu is fine in his role. I oh, know that's yeah. a small part of no, what makes not. a hockey Mark team. Mark is not what's wrong with no, the team. No, but I think the that's problem. the perfect guy who can, seems like a good company man, does whatever he needs like to do. Like a Derek do. Roy. Yeah, but slightly quicker and slightly taller. Oh, I just mean for attitude. Right? Oh, like yes. Derek Roy yeah. was just a good dude yeah. who... Needed him around. Yeah. But can you I... could probably get Latestu back. Yeah. I think so. His well, feet, I... He is deep-rooted in northern Alberta, so I, yeah. you've, you've got a good chance. I just feel like Ryan Strom is Mark Latestu. Albeit more expensive. Legit. I don't enjoy him one iota. Well, no, I'm not saying I do either. I'm just saying that's probably if let's pray to Gord here that Nuge is still here next summer. So then you get Connor Drysidel, Nuge is one, two, three. And then where does Ryan Strom end up? Bye. Well, I agree, but could you imagine the optics of that if they just let him go or trade him a year after? Yeah. It, oh, it'd be like the Reinhardt thing or one of 15 other things we can point to in recent <laughs> memory since the 1984 Oilers were so kind to grace us with their presence. Ryan Strom has all the tools. He just needs to get some kind of swag. And like, be filtered. Do you like sign coffee, him for I would love to put a heart meter on him to see how, if it even <laughs> elevates in a game because, you know, I got to see a level of Do you of re-sign him, though? for three million bucks which is what his qualifying offer will have to be to retain his rights no pardon me swear word probably not unless they do some kind of casting type situation where they can get him to sign lower than his qualifying offer like i don't know how why, why would he do that though yeah that's all i remember one jason strudwick on the gregor show saying if he didn't have the contract he does he's not playing in the nhl that's true actually who yeah. strong yeah oh, because oh, oh, oh. if you look at if you look at just the box score numbers? Probably right on that. But He's he, a fourth liner. And you need fourth liners, but not three million bucks. The expensive. It's expensive bottom six player. I don't know if he's a fourth liner. I think he's a bottom six player. Bag milk, which trade do you hate most? You're in fine form today. Do you hate the yeah, Bag milk is in fine form. I love or it. Or do you hate the Everly trade? 
I hate all of them. Like, oh. you know what's... I'll just say, you know what? We've talked about the Everlay trade. We'll beat it to death. So I'm going to go with the Reinhardt trade because of how good Matt Barzell is. And it's but so annoying. Him, though. They already said well, that. So then that's another problem. That is another problem. So then you've got... trade Reinhardt for Barzell. The best player available and you're not going to pick him and that's your excuse. But now, well, we but were, now we're arguing about what the Oilers would have done with a pick had they not traded it. It doesn't even pick. matter. The, with the minute I was at the pint at, at an amazing draft party yeah. and the minute they announced that, my heart sunk into my chest. Remember and almost, what I said? I almost he vomited. He'll surprise you. And then he did <laughs> by being even worse. I, I could not... <laughs> Believe he couldn't even crack the Islanders at the time, which was horrendous. Yeah. And we give away two top picks Whoa, for this. If, if doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we don't take Barzell. Yeah. If we did, amazing. But like, doesn't matter. Anyone we could have took would have turned out better than than uh, Reinhardt did. One hundred percent. It's addition by subtraction. If Reinhardt was good, Keegan Lowe wouldn't be in the roster. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. I looked at Reinhardt's stats the other day. He's been in and out of the lineup for the Vegas farm team. And that was a guy they felt like, as the Squire said, the need to trade two high-end picks in a very deep draft for. It's shocking. Shocking. So that's the one you hate most? Well, and the f***ing Everlade. Like, if we're talking about the Everlade trade, still pisses me off. Why, Every was he day, your favorite player for a long time like he was for me? And then all of a sudden they traded him <laughs> we, for I'm a I'm looking at dick. a clock of Jordan Everlade right now in this office. Right. That is not a that is an off-brand lockout clock, P.S., where there was 10 of them for sale at Safeways, and I bought them all. In hindsight, I loathe that trade at the time. I was like, yes, because I was still sour with the playoffs, and I want to go, you know, thinking we're going to go into this season and go way further and, you know, you know, drip, you know, cut the guys that aren't going to perform then. But, yeah, wow, that blew up. At the time, I said, okay, I'm going to wait on this trade to see what he does with yeah, that three and a half million exactly. bucks worth of cap savings. Yep. And he did shit with it. Except he said, oh, there could be an offer sheet on Leon Dreisaitl that just, that doesn't happen. When was the last offer sheet oh, that actually got signed? Oh, when the tried to get Vanek. <laughs> like, that was the last time anyone Come on. Happen. Which, Squire, you were pissed about that, I recall, too. And I'm glad we didn't do it. You don't like any deals, I'm starting to think. <laughs> How different? Well, there's, there's there's always hindsight's always twenty twenty, but there's a lot of deals. Looking at just the Oilers, how different the course of this franchise would have been. Like, imagine if the Danny Heatley trade actually went through. But remember, all that shit leading oh, up to I Connor's agree. year, that all worked out. I yep. agree. But and maybe what we should be thinking about right now is like throughout the decade of darkness when you and I bag milk, we're smashing our heads against stones, mm. wondering why everything wasn't working out in our favor, and then McDavid arrived, right? I'm not saying this is how you run the team, but as powerless yeah. fans that can't do anything, I'm sort of sitting back being like, well, well you never know what's going to happen because the last time I was super pissed, ended up with Connor coming home. And I could see some conceivable situation where in three years we're like, oh, snap, and then we won the cup. Thank God we missed the playoffs in 18. Well, if we get Rosmus Dolan, then this season was worth it. I was going to say, if we get Dolan on the, in an Oilers jersey come October, then I'm fine. Oh, is it like I'm 24 the- times the likelihood we win the draft lotto than make the playoffs? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I just say, let's just get the tank on and at least give ourselves a chance. The least uh, uh, it's a tank on. I mean, they have. Well, but they've been trying not to. Now let's just legitimately call it the tank. Yeah. All I'm really there's there's two things I'm shooting for for the rest of the season. One is Dolan. Two is the points race for Connor. Yeah. Yes. That's what I want. How does let's talk about that? If you're Connor McDavid, made of gold and doing push-ups as we speak, how do you feel about the first three years of your NHL career? I mean, you want a heart. Yeah. You'll have two triple-digit seasons in scoring, which you could have done anywhere. Has this worked out well? No. I'd be pissed. We had an article up over the weekend. Uh, Christian Pignani wrote it about how hard it is to have an Art Ross candidate on your roster and be this bad. There's a handful in history. I'm trying to think of, like, 
Did Yager win an Art Ross in those bad Washington teams when he was the only person in the late 90s? Mm. I'm oh, sure there's another could, He could have been in the mix there, that's yeah. That's the one that I can kind of think of off the top of my head. Is Lemieux, when they were brutes and he was, was eating people alive. Yeah. What about when Ovi first came in? I'm pretty sure he the caps were bad. when He, he won the more uh, Rock Richard for sure his first year. So it's just terrible. one of those things where it's like you, they're it's, wasting you him. You to try to be this bad with, to, to waste that much talent. Almost like it, it's harder to miss the playoffs than it is to make the playoffs when you have a guy like Connor McDavid on your team. Yeah, I, I'd like to know what the odds are of making the playoffs in any scenario if you have Connor McDavid on your team because somehow we're defying those odds. Because he is, is put him on put him on the Arizona Coyotes right now. How would he? How would they be? Well, they certainly wouldn't be above us. I'll tell you, we are a dynasty. Like I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a you know. In unique situation they're, or scenario, but they're wasting him. And to answer the question, he, I'm sure he's pissed. When the Oilers drafted McDavid in spring of 15, how many times in the first three years did you guys honestly think the Oilers were going to make the playoffs? Ten. In the first three <laughs> seasons, yes. I thought they were going to make it his first year. First year, first I thought year? so. I yeah, thought so and then sure. we made all those moves in the second season, and then went, you know, arguably should have been in the Western Conference Finals. And yep. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, everything's on track. And then just to have the tire fire season we did, like. You know that's got to be weighing on him. So if you're the Oilers brass and you're watching everything and you're just shaking off the cobwebs from going to the gas pump last night <laughs> and you see the letter that the Rangers wrote to their fans, are they so clueless and oblivious that they are just like, well, that's what the Rangers do? Or do they think, gee whiz, that maybe we should be doing something to talk to our fans? That's what really blows my mind all this. This is why I'm starting to get pissed off about it all. It's just that like the level of arrogance is comic book cartoon laughing like i can't even fathom how these clowns have their gall to go out in front of microphones it's like they're batman villains from the adam west show do you know what i mean they're just like oh we're gonna do whatever we want you're gonna like it see pow's up and then everybody just takes it in the chin we got to show some accountability and it's because we're you know we're fans yeah we're the byproduct of all this but we're also the the the, the group that funds this whole organization if you will and they gotta, they gotta be on our side. They gotta, you know, they gotta talk like us and feel like they us. They're not on our side, my friend. And I, and I know, I'm just saying, like they, they've got it. Like this is, like this is horrendous. Like we went through the decade of darkness where there was zero accountability. We went, <laughs> the, in hindsight, the, the amazing decisions they made uh, throughout that time. And now, you know, we're burning a year of the ELC. Uh, you know, we're thinking we have a team that's gonna, should be on paper way better than they are. We need to like, they need to like analyze this and find out what the hell's broken well, and, and admit to it. Yeah, what's Nicholson doing? I thought he was brought in here to be the face of Cates and the face of the franchise and the senior level accountability. I haven't heard a peep out of numb nuts all year. What would you like Bob Nicholson to say? I would say, like though? him to write a similar letter okay. to the Rangers. I would like him to, to, to say, you know, we are in this together and just show on some cognitive level they're on the fan side other than give us all your money uh for those who don't know about the letter we're talking about the rangers released this letter earlier i think it was late last week basically it says as you know since the 0506 season we've been a highly competitive team basically saying blah blah, blah we're throwing in the towel because that's how you have and to they're like three game. points out of the playoff yeah like whereas they're, if they're the oilers are three points out of the playoff spot they'd be pre-selling us branded seat covers that say playoffs guaranteed the letter ends with we will keep you informed as this process takes shape thank you for your incredible loyalty pride and respect you show to the New York Rangers each and every day. You could straight up copy and paste yes. this letter. And the fact other teams are doing it and the Oilers don't think they need to 
is really what makes me sad about being an Oilers fan in 2018. Did the Rangers have anything in there about knowing a thing or two about winning and no. tier two fans and they all that not, kind of but stuff? I think their president does know a thing or two about winning. He's seen some stuff. We've already talked about the president. We've honored him. Sailor. Yes, he has a banner hanging here. A so, long march. So we've all a seen... long march. That's what we should have <laughs> called that night. If Bob Nicholson and Peter Shirley were to release a letter tomorrow, what do you think it would say? And what would you hope it would say? I would, ho- I would hope it was cut, Just, copy yeah. and paste. Like, hey, we know we're we're gonna, you know, we know we feel the same thing you're feeling. This is shitty. We are going to do the things to make this better. We are with you. Like, say that. What what's it gonna say is we're an anal- uh, you know, assessing and all this bullshit that we've gone through, and just it's it's not gonna be what it is we want to hear. It's gonna kind of be, you know, they're gonna, it's gonna be like they're talking down to us. Yep. Bagmel, what would you want it to say and what would you think it would say? What would I want to say would be like, well, we made a mistake hiring a guy that has lost essentially every trade he's made over the last five years. Uh, we're going to get rid of him. My bad. Here's a free Bobby Nicks burger on me. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. No cheese. No cheese. You're going to have to pay for yeah. the cheese. <laughs> we can't you're gonna be too to, nice. You're going to have to pay for the fries as well. But here's the patty. And you're also going to have to pay for the bun, but you get the patty. Yeah, which is and still like a $19 value. If exactly. you show up 15 minutes before, the arena's supposed to open, stand in line with a special ticket. And a- At an Oil Kings game. Yeah. Yeah, while supplies <laughs> last, of course. <laughs> so I would just, but like the Squire said, just some accountability of like, we made bets. They went bad. This is my fault, not whoever's fault. Like I find that with the Oilers, they love pointing the fingers at other causes that are to blame oh we had injuries oh we had this going on oh the the air vents at rogers place are blowing too much cold air Damn, down they on, are this, cold, on the road that's neither here nor there I'm but you're onto something with that i just like you guys have all said accountability they f***ed up own up own it because you got gifted the greatest hockey player in a generation and you're wasting it yes yeah own it and tell us what you're gonna do I'm sure they went and had the season ticker ticket uh, gala lunch or whatever that was like on a Monday at 9 a.m. we be allowed to go to those as season ticket holders? Well, we're not directly season ticket holders. Yes, we are. We get the bill for it and those little cards come in. We get the bill, but nothing's linked to our name. Oh, that's right. Because we were scared that they would revoke them. So that's true. So they don't, really? Yeah, they can't take our tickets away because we got them in someone else's name. Yeah, we will not tell you where we sit. Exactly. It's, it's like elementary public relations. It's like the most angry fans. I saw Bill Gates quote today in a nerd thing I was reading that your most angry fans are your best opportunity to change. Customers. He didn't say fans, of course, because no one's a fan of Microsoft. But your most angry customers are your best opportunity for change, right? And I think that there's so many things off the ice the Oilers could be doing to make this a much smoother time and enjoyable for everyone involved that they're not doing. That ignorance and stupidity, frankly, is probably why the franchise is failing on the ice, too. Because if we feel it as fans, how do players feel treated? They don't feel treated well. They don't feel treated well when they see guys like Derek Roy get tossed out. And they don't... What was the other thing that they did recently that was just like... Remember the thing that we talked about the other day where Laurent Brassois found out about the Montoya trade while he was on the bench. He found out with the crowd. Yeah. Like that's not... um, That's not... Players don't want to play for teams like that. That's not okay. No. There's something else they did. Damn it. I'm so mad, Mash. I can't I even... I know. You're, uh, you are... You and Mind Milk are both very just... Well, we've been living this today. shit 24 yeah. hours a day since That's 2007 true. while the Squire's been off raising cattle or whatever it is he does all day long. Watching the Olympics, I think that's what he's been up to the last four days. Seven medals for Canada. Yeah, hey, it's oh. silver lining to just our lives here as Canadians and Oilers fans that the Canadians have come out hot. Mark McMorris. 
Yeah, that was impressive. Like he was running away with it in his, after his first run. Like it was, he was nowhere. He was six points ahead of the next guy, and then that seventeen-year-old kid, Red Redmond, I believe his name oh, is so nice. Redmond, some <laughs> from USA, <laughs> uh, goes and drops a <laughs> bomb on uh, on McMorris, and same with Max Perot, who is Canadian, so came and uh, came out hot in the second round there too. And uh, whatever, we won two medals, so that's good and good for McMorris. Is a good story, anyways. Oh, he yeah. he won a gold in their hearts just by showing up to the Olympics, let alone going and winning a medal still. Could yeah. you imagine if the NHL had a nice two-week break so Oilers fans could just relax? I know the Oilers have played about four games in three and a half months, but wouldn't this break yeah. be nice? You could see Connor put on the red and white and oh, go play for two. Like the, so especially this season with the timing. Oh. That would have been perfect for him. Yeah, silver lining, like Connor going dominating the Olympics and winning medal. gold medal would just be like, oh, okay, he's ours. Okay, yeah. we're re- reinvigorated. And On people, to next season. People yeah. probably would have complained less about Oilers 85 had they there been Olympic hockey to look forward well, to later yeah. this week. And that's the thing. I don't want to complain about Oilers 85, but when the team is so bad in 2018, I don't give a shit. But like Wanye said, if they were winning... Be fine. It would be fine. Like, oh, great. yeah, great. Yeah, more of it. Who's like that, Charlie Huddy? Perfect. Uh, I'll buy five more commemorative sticks, which I did buy at the 30th anniversary of the 1984 game, unsigned for $40 each. Do you still have them? Of course I do. There you go. I love the Oilers, Maj, despite what you're hearing me rant. That is true. That is very true. Well, we're, it's it's more, we're, we're venting. Like, we're fans, right? And we want to see our team win, and we want our see our team do the things that, needs to, that, that it takes to win. I don't feel like this is a team anymore. I feel like the franchise and the fans are no longer in the same boat. And I feel like we are kept at like arm's length and there's no accountability. I think the Oilers organization's respect level for the fans is just below zero. You know what the the Oilers fans are to the team, in my opinion? The receipt you get out of an ATM. Look at the numbers. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, fine. File it away. Sometimes do as you, you don't even look at it. Sometimes you just cruise away. Sometimes yeah. you just toss it. And so that's... Say, what is that? My phone number? <laughs> if you're the Oilers. And so when we're so delirious and passionate that we're willing to overlook that if we can win. Yeah. But again, here's some funny things, right? Like you can see cracks in the dam long before the dam breaks, right? And you can look at the demographics of sport and you can look at how the WWE is now the most followed brand on the planet because they're just pumping content out for young fans. The WWE is focusing on bringing kids back into the mix by making like cartoons and all sorts of different things to keep them pumped. You can look at how millennials as a demographic don't have the dough to go to Oilers games. You can look at the lower bowl of Oilers games now and see all the empty seats. You can see how the organization is just trending further and further away from the minds of the average Edmontonian with their behavior. You can see the cracks in the dam. Wani, you're hitting the nail on the head with a lot of these things. When was the last open practice the Oilers had? I'm not saying an open practice would solve all wounds, but as a nine-year-old kid, nine-year-old Absolutely. kid, I loved an open Where's practice. Where is the intake for young Oilers fans who don't have $200 to drop on a ticket? Where's the Carnival of Champions? Carnival, no of, Carnival Champions. of Champions. Exactly. Where's a Carnival of Champions? Where's the arena spot you could stand and wait for a 1 in 10 chance of Oilers walking past you on the way to their cars to stop and sign autographs? Yeah, I miss the Oilers car wash. That was always well, well attended. No, I'm oh. kidding. Oh, do, you damn. Remember, do you remember the calendars at Shoppers Drug Mart you used to get? Yeah, I yeah. used to have one in my cubicle. This is how you build a brand. You don't build a brand by siloing yourself off in an ivory tower and being ignorant to what your customers are saying for f***ing 15 years. Yeah, it's been frustrating. Know? Well, that's like how Blockbuster screwed themselves. <laughs> yeah. It is. If you look at like as a company, if you ignore the fact that this is a, a sports team, you look at it as a company, 
companies who treat their customers with this level of disdain when they're selling, you know, the analogy, you're selling vitamins, not medicine. You heard that, right? If you're selling vitamins and you're treating your customers like this, sooner or later, they're going to go elsewhere for their vitamins. And like, I've read articles where large national media organizations are like, damn, millennials don't get, care about pro sports anymore. Like, look at golf, right? Like this is, and, and if this happens to the Oilers, they've done it to themselves. Nope, yeah, but I think that's a perfect place to uh, wind up this passion God edition. Damn, I hate these shows. Heated. Because you just get so worked up, and then we're like, see you next sucks. week. Yeah, uh, we're talking Olympics next time. Something like warm and fuzzy when yes. Ken has like 38 middle medals, and we won the uh, mixed curling doubles and go. all that yes. good stuff. That'll, that'll be next week. Also, quickly, if you're in the Edmonton area listening, which you probably are listening to this, go support the World's Longest Hockey Game right now. Out in There's Park. a positive thing. There's those guys. They played in like minus 40 degree oh. temperature. They're going all the time. They're raising a ton of money. Just Google World's Longest hockey game if you don't know how long are they going for match uh 10 days i think it's wow. started february 9th and then go to the 19th i was there over the weekend and never into great spirits because they hadn't hit the halfway point but if you do have the time if you're looking if you if you can't sleep they play 24 7 so go go check those guys out donate some money if you can go say hello it's for a great cause yeah. edmonton's a pretty cool city everyone who's playing in that is like a hero because yeah. that is just an, a feat of endurance that is above all above anything like geez good for those guys and yeah good call man for yeah. shouting that out Absolutely. connor we love you please don't leave town yeah. it's not it's it's not your fault it's man not your fault. you are the best the and best. we are hopefully going to do the things we need to do to make it better say something back this is like the robin williams matt damon moment in uh goodwill hunting it's not your fault look at me son it's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. Hmm? I know. It's not your fault. All right? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Not your fault. Don't f with me, all right? Don't f with me, Sean. Not you. It's not your fault. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.